Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Uh, it's Thursday, the 1st of June. Yes, we've already hit June, folks. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, Boris Johnson has handed over all his unredacted WhatsApp messages and notebooks from the pandemic to the government. And now the Prime Minister has until four o'clock today to hand the material over to the COVID inquiry. Meanwhile, ITV has ordered an independent review of its handling of Philip Scaffold's affair with a young staffer amid claims of a cover-up by the broadcaster. And Britain will target Turkey and Bulgaria in an effort to tackle the channel migrant crisis. Yeah, more efforts, folks, as Rishi Sunak is today going to urge European leaders to make illegal migration a top priority for the continent. The time right now is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Always appreciate you taking the time to join us. And as always, plenty to talk about. Oh, didn't mention there, front page of the sun. Wonderful revelation. Harry and Meghan are going to sharp. <laughs> I know, we'll believe it when we see it, or rather hear it. But no, Harry and Meghan say that's it, according to a spokesperson for them, or a source close to them, offer the same thing. Uh, they're going to stop the royal family bashing in their Netflix documentaries and in their various moaning memoirs. Apparently, there just isn't anything left to say. Well, we could have told them that about a year ago before they did it all, but... 
I wonder whether you believe it at all. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do get in touch with your reaction to that news. You can text the word talk and then your message to 8722. You can tweet me at talk TV. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that as it happens, won't we? Uh, delighted to say right now that I'm joined by Alan Tolhurst, who's chief reporter at Politics Home. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. We're going to leave aside uh, Harry and Meghan just for the moment. I want to talk about someone else who never seems to shut up. That's Boris Johnson mm. now. I know a lot of my audience are very big fans. I was a pretty big fan until, you know, lockdown, COVID and all of that. Um, the COVID inquiry has been very much in the news. We've got this deadline that was on Tuesday now um, to four o'clock today, yeah. where the COVID inquiry chair, Baroness Hallett, has basically said, um, I want to see all of the WhatsApps uh, that uh, everyone in senior levels of government were sending each other uh, during the pandemic, basically the whole way through 20 and 21 and 22. Um, and she says, I will decide what I think is relevant. Yeah. Um, unredacted, everything. Now, that's going to include a lot of personal things. I mean, God knows the stuff <laughs> I write on WhatsApp, Alan. God knows yes. the stuff everyone else does. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Boris Johnson is a. We, we we know about a lot of his WhatsApps because we saw Matt Hancock's Matt WhatsApps yeah. uh, obviously get handed over to Isabel Oakeshott and then leaked. Um, and then, of course, we've also seen you know what Dominic Cummings, his former advisor, has said that he came and has said, "Look, I've, you know, I've got the screenshots of the WhatsApps. I can prove it." She's demanding his WhatsApps, and we're in a strange position where. Boris Johnson has now said, well, he's handed over all his WhatsApps yep. to the Cabinet Office in the government. And the Cabinet Office is still disputing their lawyers whether or not they should have to hand them over. There is still the possibility that the government could go to sort of legal war yeah. with their own inquiry, someone appointed by the government yes. to investigate uh, the, the handling of the COVID pandemic. What's going on? Yeah, I imagine there's a lot of panic going on in in, uh, in in the cabinet office right now because, as you say, there was this row over. Actually, there was a row earlier in this week over who actually had the WhatsApps. There was uh, contention from the cabinet office. They didn't actually have access to them anymore. They'd been previously given access, and then well, Boris that was Johnson, the thing, wasn't it? The Boris Johnson had given them access, and then of course those lo the lawyers looking at it had handed over information to the, pol to the, well, the police, and then the then police they, about they part of it, and they no longer had it. And then Boris Johnson, of course, lobbed a grenade, as you say, into the whole mix yesterday by suggesting that actually he'd ha he'd given everything over to the cabinet office he was happy for everything to be published mm. and it was in, in the government's domain and suddenly yeah. the government now there's 24 hours to decide a as you say whether to hand it all over and set this precedent which says that in any future inquiry yeah. which could be set up by a government more hostile to them if say if Labour got in and decided they wanted to call an inquiry into something that the Conservatives did they would set up this precedent which is they think is very dangerous mm. or they decide that they want to redact some of this and and risk the ire of Baroness Hallett, or as you say, they seek a judicial review yep. of this and say and deny an inquiry which was set up not by Sunak but by Boris Johnson yep. when Sunak was his chancellor, um, the access to this information, which is a frankly pretty extraordinary situation to find it, themselves. It really in. is, isn't it? And and I I genuinely do understand both sides of this one in mm. in terms of. Um, look, people have got a right to privacy. You know, someone's oh, here's you know, here's here are all my WhatsApp messages. You know, you may have been you know bitching about you know your, your colleagues or whatever. Someone yep. could be having a, let's face it, they're probably all having affairs um, <laughs> as well. I mean, goodness knows what's going on. And and also the idea that actually the idea that this stuff isn't going to eventually leak. Come on, who are we kidding? Loads of this stuff is going to end well, up leaking. Well, it will do because the way that an inquiry works is that all information that is looked at, that is sifted through by the inquiry chair has to then be published at the end of the inquiry. Mm. In, in, in transparency to say, look, this is what we decided we looked at and what we didn't look at. Could, so they, it's could all there be an out. agreement on a lot of this stuff that this isn't necessarily all relevant? And again, yes, it's up to Baroness Hallett and her her inquiry, the staff on there to decide what is relevant or not. But they can agree that, look, certain aspects, you know, of you know, someone's personal, someone's entire personal yeah. life 
uh, shouldn't necessarily be made. That 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 serves no purpose. Um, you know, again, even you know, Matt, okay, Matt Hancock, he was you know telling everyone else you had to obey rules and social distancing and all that, and there was he having his affair with his lover aide. Um, yeah, there there was a public interest in that, which is why the Sun published those pictures yeah. from that video. There was a public. Otherwise, frankly, I think people's private lives and you know again, well, yeah. like you know, look what you would Philip Schofield. It's none of my business if Philip Schofield has an affair unless there, there are question marks or like there is a row over the relationship between him and this young man who was much more junior to him in the office. But this is the thing. Um, there must be there must be a way of doing this where you know, the, the the inquiry gets to see everything and they get to decide what's relevant. Because I'm sorry, I don't trust anyone in government to decide what's relevant. Because I think they'll say, oh no no, this was just general chit chat. I think. And I think I'm perfectly happy to accept that, yes, there'll be things that people say. And I've always been very forgiving about, say, like Boris Johnson and this quote that Dominic Cummings said from him, you know, let the bodies pile high because he wanted to keep freedom and everything. Yeah. Now, people are saying that's callous. He didn't want people to die. What he was saying was, yes, OK, I accept that bodies will pile high. But, you know, he knew they would anyway. And yeah. as we know, you know, it's very, very clear now, uh, you know, people will die of COVID, you know, whether you have lockdowns or not. It's just a question of when they die of COVID. Um so, so there is an element where people are going to be damned by what they say about these things. And we're going to have to perhaps be a bit grown up and accept that what people say in public yeah. and what people say in private isn't always the same thing. But where, where we do need to see the information is the whole, you know, what, on what basis did they make rules and laws that massively impinge on our freedoms and, and our rights and indeed dropping, you know, killing off the economy? On what basis did it? And the evidence we've got so far from Matt Hancock's WhatsApps, and we haven't seen all of those, and we didn't, interestingly, have the March 2020 ones, as Bill Oakeshott pointed out to us earlier this week, is that these decisions were made on the hoof without any scientific basis. I think that the point, you, the key point there is trust, because yeah. I, I was listening to someone who, who um, chaired the inquiry into the Falkland, some of the Falklands war stuff, and they relied on the cabinet secretaries for the various depart- secretary, uh, permanent secretaries for each department to go through all the ministerial correspondence yeah. and work out what it is. And there is, unfortunately, there is a lack of of trust at the moment between the public and government yep. by the inquiry and yep. government to to accept that what the Baroness Hallett is handed over by yep. the cabinet office will be yep. everything that is relevant. The government obviously used this phrase unambiguously irrelevant. Well, yep. I think people's people's um, people's uh, you know judgment on what's ambiguously or unambiguously Absolutely. irrelevant. I think Absolutely. Might be also, I'm mean, sorry, we know these these people were having parties while we mm. were all locked down and people were having not been able to attend their family members' funerals. You know, the idea that we're going to trust their judgment on this. Sorry, well, I, I think the biggest thing for me, and I'm sure we'll come back to it, is that this, the, the blurring of the personal and the professional yeah. and the use of WhatsApp yeah. in politics. Well, is it, is it, given, maybe stuff wouldn't have been on WhatsApp if they'd all been in the meeting together. If people had been in a meeting having a conversation without an aid, would there be the a record of it at all? What, the world runs on WhatsApp. It does, but there's you know, the I look, I look at should mine. the government, should decisions about our freedoms and the mm. future health and prosperity of our country be made? in a casual WhatsApp and they didn't have proper cabinet meetings and when they did have cabinet meetings they were on Zoom and cabinet ministers were kept on mute. Now if they chose not to have proper governance during that period Mm. we had proper governance during the war for goodness sake if they chose that well then, this is the penalty they have to pay. Right, but but I I, I, I agree with you there but I just think that that so much as so much goes on on WhatsApp that it just yeah. was seen as just you know, natural that, that you would WhatsApp people about quite serious things because it's yeah. just an easy way of communication. I look at my WhatsApps and you know it's half to like family members and then yeah. half to 
MPs or whatever. Like, it's a very like a bizarre situation yes. to find yourself in. And if you had to hand the whole thing over, I think I wonder if this maybe actually, you know, it's, it's kind of chickens coming home to roost about not understanding to properly separate those two things yeah. out and blurring and those lines. Here's the thing. A lot of people might say they, they use WhatsApp because they've got a record of that conversation um, rather than someone saying, well, you said to me, well, yeah, how can you deny it? You've, by the way, if you've got WhatsApp, you can go, at least I've got the messages. But yeah. as you say, yes, my WhatsApps, yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of like, can you bring milk home on the way home? And yeah. uh, hello, Cabinet Minister, why did you say that nonsense on well, my yeah, show? Well, yeah, there's worries about disappearing messages, about stuff being used on, on your, yeah. using your personal number rather than your work number, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And there's a lot of Well, you know, they, they made their bed. Um, mm. What do you make of, um, in terms of, um, sticking with government issues, the yeah. illegal migration is basically the top priority for the continent. Rishi Sunak, uh, yet more you know, trips to meet with other European leaders. And he's going to be urging European leaders to make illegal migration the continent's top priority. Big concerns, particularly about um, Turkey, huge number of Syrians and Afghan refugees who are there, um, basically EU and the UK are paying a load of money for them to keep them there. Yeah. Um, and, not, and, and for Erdogan, again, recently re-elected not to open the floodgates, quite literally to say, off you go, into yeah. Europe. Uh, looking like a million of those now, considering leaving Turkey, because you know, you're looking at 100% realistic inflation in Turkey after that earthquake, world devastation, yeah. a lot of people living and in that earthquake zone, well, yeah. political unrest. Um, talk about a new partnership with Bulgaria and closer links with Turkey to try and tackle this. But the reality is, if someone decides to go and make a better life for themselves in Europe, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And also reading about how I think a lot of the inflatable boats that are used in the crossings are all manufactured in, in Turkey. They so used to be in China. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A lot of them are now in Turkey as well. So there's a, a, that element to it as well. And I think the government is looking, if they can't, they find it very difficult to deal with people when they get to France, when they get to Western Europe and dealing with uh, when they make it across. Trying to prevent it, not if not at source, but closer, further away, I think is, is an important method for the government to try and pursue it is going to be very costly though because Erdogan is going to know the price that they can extract and he's done this very well even just things like delaying the accession of countries you know like Finland to to NATO he knows how to play the game on this Um, we are going to talk up next about Harry and Meghan whether we believe they actually are going to be able to shut up I mean I can't shut up, so I don't know how they're going to be able to do it when they're getting paid millions to open their mouths. But no more, no, we're told, no more uh, royal bashing memoirs or Netflix documentaries. Do you believe them? What is your reaction? Get in touch with me. Tweet me at Talk TV. Uh, text the word Talk to 8722. I'll talk more about that. Look at the front pages. Up next, this is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. 